0: Welcome, Fan Lebitardians! My name is Ty, and you are listening to the Fan Lebitard Show. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review, and of course, follow this podcast on Twitter at lebitard underscore fan. Today's guest is from outside the Lebitard and Friends universe, but I feel like just barely. You'll learn why in a minute, but I really enjoyed this episode, despite the fact that we were fighting significant internet issues. Which, while I've got you here internet service providers in Connecticut. I've got a message for you right here. Get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. And if you gotta take it somewhere, take it somewhere, you know? Take it to the shit store and sell it. Or or put it in a shit museum. I don't care what you do. You just gotta get it together. Get your shit together. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. This is The Fan Levitard Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into today's episode. We are going to take a little divergence, go outside the Levitard universe here, and we are going to interview someone who works on a podcast that I think should be an honorary member of the Levitard and Friends universe. I am happy to welcome on today Christina Buswell. She is the producer for Sports with Katie Nolan, who, again, really should be an honorary member of the Levitard and Friends universe at this point. So, Christina, welcome in. You good? I'm good, you good? I'm good. I'm going to I'm going to open up this interview with a really hard-hitting question, so brace yourself. <laughs> so, you know in sports the saying like you don't want to be the person that follows the legend. You familiar with that saying? Yes. So I feel like you're kind of in that situation right now on your particular podcast, because you have the really, really difficult job of taking over for Ashley, who is like Katie's best friend and had a super long history on that show. And so I guess I'm curious, like, what has it been like trying to step into that role, fill her shoes while also staying authentically you?
1: Honestly, it's, it's been fun. It's been a little challenging. It's been kind of, you know, really all a range of motions. Um, when we kind of knew what we were getting into, when Katie said, Hey, I I know I'm looking to fill these shoes, you know, how can we kind of change the show format? You know, how can we continue things after Ashley and Jay left the show? And so Travis, the other producer, and I both said, well, we are here to help you in any capacity. There is no way to fill the shoes of Ashley or Jay. I mean, they are just truly themselves, truly awesome people. Um, and it was such a, such an awesome experience working with them. But what's been really interesting is kind of figuring out this is my first time being on not only such a large platform, but really getting to speak as much as I have been every Monday with Katie and funny enough, Katie and I have never met in person. So it's been a really interesting kind of learning experience for the both of us to kind of figure out, you know, how do we know each other? What do we know about each other? We're kind of (laughs) learning about each other while still figuring out how to continue with the show. So it's been really interesting. And honestly, the fan feedback has been so helpful for people to say, you know, We were used to Ashley doing things this way, but you're doing things this way. So it's refreshing or, hey, we want a little bit more of this, a little less of that. And so, you know, it's kind of trial and error, kind of figuring out what my place is. But it's been a really great experience so far.
0: So that's actually that had never actually occurred to me that you and Katie have never actually met because you took over (laughs) in the pandemic. So this is probably just a wild situation for you to step into.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been such a unique experience where... You know, I I work in Connecticut, I live in Connecticut, and I work on ESPN's campus in Bristol, and I haven't been back to campus since everything shut down last March. So it's been a really weird whirlwind of, I started my job at ESPN in the podcast department in January of 2020. Little did I know at the time, it was the most uh, inopportune time to start a new job. (laughs) Uh, Two months later, I was working from home, still had no idea what the job was going to entail. Um, and so, yeah, it's been really unique. You know, I got to know Katie when she was on the first podcast I started working on and I was, you know, fourth in line producer. I, w- I really didn't have much of a role speaking to anybody. I didn't really have much, um, say in kind of the content that was happening or really the, the editing of the show. I was really the last person to get my hands on it and I kind of just posted it, but I got really familiar with the show's format, their humor, the jokes they tell, you know, the community they've created, and so it was a really interesting experience when Katie said, you know, hey, I know we've never met in person, but uh, here's this new thing. And I said, all right, well, let's do it.
0: I am really surprised that you have never really had a speaking role in a podcast or any sort of like broadcast setting because you seem very natural at it, if I if I do say oh, so myself. You. Um, yeah, you, you seem very comfortable with it. And. Yeah, like I th- I think with how how long have you been on the show roughly now?
1: So, we kind of started revamping everything in January, so we are what are we, April. So, I guess 4 months now, a little over 4 months.
0: That's wild because it it yeah, it has felt like you know, there was that learning curve there a little bit, but it seems like you took to it really quickly. So I'm actually very impressed. Um,
1: oh, thank you. That you
0: that you uh, have gotten up to speed so quickly, because that's such a, a tough thing going from behind the scenes to in front of a microphone. It's really intimidating for a lot of people. So so kudos to you on that. Very one.
1: intimidating. <laughs> thank you.
0: I'm going to skip ahead a question because you had mentioned Travis, and I want to talk to you about <laughs> Travis for a second. Um, oh, Yeah. He seems like the type of producer that doesn't mind playing almost the annoying little brother card. Um, He seems Mm -hmm. like the type of person who likes to just throw a big wet fish into the middle of a conversation just to see what happens. Um, Is that an accurate assessment of Travis? <laughs> so
1: what's funny is you know you you keep seeing you know all of these comments on Reddit on Twitter and everyone's like is Travis really the the way that he is and what's funny is he is it's just kind of brought out more so on the podcast given our dynamic. Um, I met Travis. He was one of the first coworkers that I met when I first joined the podcast team at ESPN. He was so welcoming, so nice. He, he really genuinely is like one of my closest friends and coworkers in Connecticut and at ESPN. Um, I know people try to you know pick apart the dynamic and say that Katie and I don't really like Travis or he just likes to start fights with us, and that's very much not the case. Um, you know, we love Travis, but he, he definitely is that type of person to say, oh, that's what you think. Well, I'm going to say the opposite just to stir the pot.
0: I mean, in this most recent episode, I, I admit I haven't gotten all the way through it, but he said he wanted to bring a polar bear to a wedding. <laughs> like, what? Like what is he like? What, what, what is that? Is that just contrarian by design or is he, does he just, you know, I see a holder really of bad opinions. Know.
1: I wish I could tell you because anytime there's a question, anytime, you know, we're throwing around opinions on something, I truly never know what he's going to say. Um, you know, something like that, it just kind of comes out of left field and you're like, all right, here we are. (laughs) You know, how do we roll with this?
0: I feel like in my social circle, I am kind of the Travis, I am the wild card who is just going (laughs) to say off the wall shit. You never quite know what's going to come out of this mouth, uh, So maybe I should be putting more respect on Travis's name because I I respect the hustle of being just kind of like the wild card there. Just for the audience out there, uh, the question I was referring to from the latest edition of Sports with Katie Nolan, find it wherever you get your podcasts, is uh, if you could bring one zoo animal to a wedding... Which one would it be? And Christina, your answer was, I don't remember what it was exactly.
1: I believe I said giraffe.
0: Yes. I thought that would be
1: cool to have in the corner. Kind of off to the side. Not a huge distraction, but kind of cool to look at.
0: See, it seemed like you guys were going with kind of big animals. I would like to offer up a suggestion on a smaller, cuddly animal that could be fun for guests. What about like a koala? Ooh, something that's gonna okay. just like a I like big it. a big teddy bear that everyone can get their photos taken with you can feed it eucalyptus it would be very cute I think I think it'd be a hit
1: oh yeah that would be honestly because you know at every wedding there seems to be like a photo booth or some sort of like photo section so maybe we can kind of play with having a koala bear as like a as like a prop instead of holding those like little signs and cards they make for you to hold up in like the wedding photos you just hold a koala bear
0: exactly see thank you finally someone on this podcast who respects the koala Uh, a couple episodes ago, I had a legitimate Australian on, and Morgan from Australia. She was not very complimentary of the koalas, um, and that was, oh. that was very well. Maybe very... she
1: has a different experience.
0: I mean, she has firsthand experience with them, I believe. So her her opinion is probably more valid than mine. But it was still very jarring probably. and upsetting news to hear. <laughs> Um, Going back to your role on sports, you have taken on the personality or the persona, I guess, of Katie's Yes Woman, the one who is regularly agreeing ah. with the things that Katie <laughs> says. And I guess I first want to give you a chance to explain yourself on that. How did you how did you wind up in this role? Because I don't think Katie is probably that correct all the time. Maybe she is. never talked to her. She seems brilliant. But how did you wind up in that role? And then I've got a part two after you answer that.
1: So basically, like I said, Katie and I have never met in person, Um but weirdly enough, we just, we have a lot in common. Um, I know I'm only 26 and they joke about on the show how I'm, you know, much younger than they are. And Katie, you know, is a little bit older than, than even Travis is. but, uh, I don't know. We just, we, ha- we have a lot in common. And so naturally I already agree with a lot of the things that Katie's. Um, and so it just kind of comes out that way. And so it was kind of funny to me that so many, people picked up on that and kind of thought that it was, you know, me trying to impress Katie or (laughs) me trying to get in good with the fans. But honestly, it was just the fact that I simply agree. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't want to take the opposition just because, Um, but yeah, so I, I I agree because I agree.
0: All right. And the part two to that question I want to press you to tell us some things that you vehemently disagree with Katie about. What are the things that are absolute non-starters? Hmm.
1: I would have to, the first and foremost, the thing that automatically comes to mind is Katie's absolute disgust with cold cuts. I don't know why she is not a fan of lunch meat and I don't understand why she doesn't love a good charcuterie board. I'm Italian. I love my meats. I love my cheeses. I love a good charcuterie board. And we just very much disagree on that. I do not agree with her take that they're gross or that they look gross. Um, So the first thing that comes to mind would have to be the fact that she is wildly against cold cuts. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that's immediately coming to mind, but I do remember that being when we were in the middle of one of our food brackets, um, during third month crazy time, um, that was definitely a, 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 whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) What are you talking about? That's incorrect. Uh, so yeah, that, I would say that's pretty much the first thing that comes to mind.
0: So, okay. I just, I just want to make sure I have this correct. In four months of working together, your sole disagreement that jumps out is over sliced meats. (laughs)
1: I would say yeah, you know, when you put it that way it sounds really silly. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I would say over the last 4 months I think our our biggest disagreement has come to sliced meats.
0: Can I ask you about the union and the uh third month crazy time?
1: Absolutely. Uh, what, what what would
0: you w- like to know? What uh what was the process like putting together those brackets because that that particular episode that you're referring to I ended up taking that and asking a lot of my friends about that because I had never even considered a charcuterie board as an appetizer to begin with. It's just a thing you get at the winery as like a side. So I had to get input of like other people in my circle. Like, am I crazy for having never put this in the same category? So how did that wind up and what is that uh, bracket making process like?
1: So basically week by week, Travis and I uh, would kind of go back and forth and say, all right, you know, what are the topics for for a bracket? What makes a good bracket? You know, what you don't think about is when you're picking a topic for a bracket, you need choices that go into this bracket that you can argue for. You know, if you pick something that isn't a very good argumentative topic, we're not going to have a lot to discuss about. Um. So it it was a trial and error of a you know, plenty of times. We would shoot Katie ideas, and she would say, "I have nothing to say about this," or "We're going to get three picks in, and it's going to be so boring. We're all going to agree on everything." And so finally, Travis and I were thinking, "Well." there's so many things with food that people can disagree on. And I said, well, what about like appetizers? And so we literally sat there for, it had to have been like an hour and a half on Zoom. And we were just scrolling through DoorDash, Grubhub, all of these (laughs) delivery services, looking at menus of popular restaurants to kind of pick out a wide variety of appetizers. Originally, we picked 64 appetizers.
0: Oh my God. Little
1: did we know, Katie said, we only need 16 of those. <laughs> so we went above and beyond. We had a wide array of appetizers. Uh, and yeah, then we finally settled on what we thought was a unique group of appetizers. Um, but it was the process of picking them was not only challenging, it was exhausting. And let me tell you, Travis likes to talk early mornings on Saturdays, to which I ignore his phone calls because I don't (laughs) like to talk early morning on Saturdays. Uh, So I would push the bracket talk as late as possible. And we finally ended up connecting on it on like late Sunday night. And he was like, we have to get this in. And so we finally did. I think it went well, but that was basically our every week process.
0: What was the appetizer that got left on the on like the first four out? What was the what was the one that really pained you guys to have to leave out?
1: I would say, well, for me, I would have to say wings was probably the biggest appetizer I felt shouldn't have gone out the window so quickly. Um, I think I argued against it because of the fact that it was messy. I think we had wings going up against something that was also so, like, such a crowd pleaser. Wasn't it chicken tenders? Um, I Wasn't say it chicken it, on chicken? It, it might, yeah, it might have been chicken tenders. And so, it's it, those are so similar things. And I think I went with chicken tenders simply because they're easier to eat in public. Um, but I love chicken wings. And so, getting rid of chicken wings so soon just felt criminal.
0: All right, Christina, because this is a very professional podcast, I did a little research. <laughs> And I came across a question and answer you did for Kentucky's College of Communication and Information. And oh, in th-
1: boy. Okay.
0: And in there, you said that the top played song on your playlist was Anything by Ariana Grande. And I need to know mm-hmm. if she is still on rotation for you. And if so, what are the best songs?
1: I would say she's definitely in my rotation. Um but not, not so much recently. I would have to say recently I've been listening to, um, a lot of Halsey. Um, I've been listening to kind of just like a mixed bag of things. I've been listening to a lot of Miley Cyrus lately. She just released a new album not too long ago. Um, So yeah, I I would say I'm going back and forth right now, kind of just um, like a mixed bag of things, but she's definitely in my rotation, but I would have to say Halsey is just my go-to for any type of mood I'm in. I love her. Um, And I've been listening to Miley Cyrus a lot lately. I really like her new album.
0: So sticking in the uh, entertainment category, we know Katie is a big gamer. Um, Have you ever gamed with her? Are you a gamer in any way?
1: So what's funny is my boyfriend is an avid gamer. He plays video games almost nightly. Um, and I told Katie that and I said, I was actually interested in wanting to figure out something I can play. Um, and Katie actually said, oh, I have an extra PlayStation. Should I just send that to you and, and we can kind of play together? And I said, OK, so um have not yet received said PlayStation, but um, we're working on it. I, I think that would be really fun if we could make that happen.
0: That is really exciting, actually. So, okay. <laughs> now now I'm getting excited on your behalf <laughs> uh, because there's a lot of games that get played over on my end. So what is what is piquing your interest? what What type of game are you thinking about starting in on?
1: I honestly have no idea. I'm open to any suggestion because I've never played. You know, I think the most gaming experience I have, and it's not even at all, are things like FIFA or uh, 2K or something like that, where it, you know, it's it's something that I just sat around watching my guy friends play, and so I picked up on it. Um, but any other type of game, especially you know, strategy based. I have no experience with, but I'm interested in getting to know it better and playing.
0: Are you, do you consider yourself a coordinated person? Like, are you good with, with like 3d spaces and stuff like that?
1: I would say so. Um, I tried one of those like really cool VR headsets one time and I thought it was the coolest thing. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I'm really, I would say I'm into that kind of stuff. I think it's cool.
0: Because when I was in college, um, that was right around Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 or 2. I think it was Modern Warfare, the first one. And I was playing that nonstop when I was home on uh, on like summer break. And my mom decided that she wanted to get into it. And I was like, I really don't think you know what you're getting yourself into. And she was adamant, like, no, 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 I want to play, I want to play. So we ended up doing a little bit of split screen. And it resulted in her not really understanding the two joysticks, one being for movement, one being for looking around. <laughs> and she she just kind of ended up standing in the corner, looking at the ground, shooting grenades at her feet. Um, and so I was just kind of curious, like, if, if that's the type of situation that you are prepared for, if perhaps Katie tries to get you into the Call of Duty world and... You know, Call of Duty these days, I haven't played it in a long time, but it seems like it's still an incredibly toxic community. It's brutal.
1: Yeah, I have absolutely no experience with it, but, you know, my boyfriend plays all of those types of games. And so I've watched him play and I'm so interested, but we only have one Xbox and one Xbox controller. Um, So it's kind of like a battle of I want to try it out, but he's always playing it. Um but no that that honestly really interests me and I think it would be really fun to kind of test it out and and see what what I can do with it.
0: Well listen, I I have a million game suggestions especially since it sounds like you're getting a PlayStation which boo to your boyfriend for having an Xbox. <laughs> we do not we do not like those people. Just giving you a heads up, once you join the PlayStation clan, you have to develop a rivalry with him over that and you have to let him know constantly that the PS4 is better than the Xbox.
1: I think that's something I can do.
0: All right. Perfect. As long as you've got that down. um, Yeah. Just get ready to argue about the dumbest shit possible. And uh, that's that's like half of being a gamer right there is just taking really dumb opinions.
1: I'm okay with that. Bring on the dumb opinions. Bring on the arguments. Bring on the trial and error of figuring out how to play a video game. I don't know how to play. I'm all for it.
0: So. Is this something where uh, you want this to kind of be just like a private experience or would you consider like streaming this experience on Twitch or something like that? (laughs)
1: Um, I think, you know, I don't I don't know if I would be open to streaming it on Twitch only because that's such a space where people are so experienced. Um, And so I I feel like people would say, you know, what is happening? What are you doing? (laughs) but, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm all for it. If people are interested in seeing that or want to see me, you know, fail miserably at something I've never done and kind of learn through just, you know, laughing at myself, then uh, then sure, <laughs> I'll do it if people are interested in seeing it.
0: You know, I think there's actually a lot of parallels between uh, between how you just expressed that and kind of what you've been going through on the show, being in front of the microphone instead of behind it recently, you're going through some life changes right now. You're getting some new experiences. Trial by fire, basically, is, is kind of the theme of your life, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I didn't even think about it that way, but it seems like the last year and a half of my life has been just trial by fire. Just see what happens. Throw myself into it. See if I sink or swim.
0: I So I did a little bit of research for this, but I'm generally not a huge research person. I just kind of like to get into the conversation, see where things go. And I'm at the point where I've run out of official questions to ask. So now I'm just going to start uh, spitballing here. Uh, Christina, what is an embarrassing moment that you have had in public?
1: Oh, boy. Um, I've had quite a few embarrassing moments. Um, let me think of one that sticks out recently. I have to say probably one of my most embarrassing moments was when I first got to college. Um, I was walking to class and I I went to the University of Kentucky and the stairs that lead down at the time led down into the student center um, had these really giant um, paw prints leading down the stairs and i was wearing sandals you know probably really cheap sandals from target or something um and i was kind of in a hurry and i slipped it had just been raining i slipped my books went everywhere Uh, my calculator from math went flying down the stairs, you know, all my stuff is all over the place. Not only am I embarrassed because I fell in front of a ton of people. Um, I fell into Aaron Harrison, one of the Harrison twins who played for the university of Kentucky on our basketball team. He looked at me and said, you good. And I looked (laughs) up at him and I said, I think so. And he said, okay. And then walked away and I said, okay, (laughs) okay. So I got up, I just quietly gathered all of my belongings and then ran back to my dorm room and was like, I really hope he doesn't go back to the basketball team and say some weird girl just fell into me. Uh, But yeah, I would say that's probably what comes to mind right now.
0: So that leads me to another conversation that I want to have. So let's let's talk about Kentucky basketball for a second, real quick. Uh, Ugh, okay, like 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 Calipari. Let, let let's be honest. No one from Kentucky is going to hear this. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but Calipari's got to go, right?
1: Uh, see, I have such a such a love hate relationship with this topic because I feel like. Yes, I feel like we're we're reaching a point where it's what do you have to show for the talent you're bringing in? And now it's we're bringing in talent and they can't even play together. Um, so and we're getting out recruited. So I think we've kind of reached a point where you, you got to show for it and you haven't. And so we might need to change things up. And, and I was if you would have asked me this a few years ago. I was so ride or die Calipari and everything that was happening, you know, all of the ideas and the, you know, the beliefs and everything he was talking up with the program. And I think he has done a fantastic job with the program. He's brought in some great talent, but we can't show for it. And lately it's been really, really bad. Uh, So, yeah, I would say we're, we're reaching a point where we should probably switch things up.
0: And do you have a preferred candidate in mind? Like who? Like who's your dream coach? Because you know, a lot of schools they have they have to have their type of person. Like uh, Michigan in football, they have to have a Michigan man, and in, in UNC they have to have a UNC person. Is there a Kentucky person?
1: You know, I don't think so. I think I'm not big on it. Needs to be a Michigan man. Needs to be a UNC man. You know, I'm not big on that. I think it's whoever has. The right mindset and whoever can walk into a place like Kentucky, who has such a well-respected and, you know, famous program, um, you know, with all of the success and the players that have walked through and the talent, I think that if you can find someone who can walk in and not only uphold everything that's been built, but now take it to a new level and continue to build on it, especially in this era of one and done. I mean, I know Calipari has kind of been the the poster child of this one and done college basketball movement, Um, but but there are definitely, you know, there are pros and cons to it. And so I think you need a coach who can balance both sides of it. Um, And and right now I don't think Calipari can. I think he's very one-sided with it um, which, you know, it it has its benefits, you know, guys come through and their dream is to make it to the league and that's where you want to see them go. Um, but there, you know, there's also a college basketball culture and I would love to see some guys stick around and really build a program and a family within, within Kentucky. And so I don't think I have any one candidate in mind, but I think if I spent some time thinking about it, I could probably think of, of a
0: few people. Does Katie Nolan use emojis when texting? And if so, what is her favorite? (laughs)
1: Um, No, not so much. Um, But Katie does like to send pictures of her dog. I will say that, which I am always open to. Not only do I love her dog and I, I love Myrtle. She's so cute. But I am such a dog fanatic. So if anybody wants to send me pictures of their dog at any time of the day, I am all for it.
0: Has there ever been a situation when you guys have been recording? Because obviously, since you've taken over this position, you've been doing all this over Zoom. And as we have learned in this podcast, with uh, technical issues abound, sometimes things can go awry when you're not actually in a studio. So has there been <laughs> has there been an experience where um, the podcast has gotten interrupted in the recording process because... Someone else in one of your respective houses was being loud. Like maybe Dan on Katie's end was walking through the oh, be- through absolutely. the background. Like what are what are some of those stories you got?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, Dan he pees on the podcast pretty frequently. He comes in and uses a bathroom and loudly flushes the toilet right next to Katie. <laughs> uh, so that happens very frequently. Um, every once in a while I live in a two bedroom apartment. And so I usually record out of our living room because my boyfriend uses our second bedroom as an office. Um, and he has his Xbox in the bedroom. So typically at the time that we record, he's done working and then he'll go play video games until I'm done. Sometimes he'll come into the kitchen, bang around some pots and pans. Um, yeah, I would say it, As far as people interrupting or being loud, I would say it's absolutely either Dan or my boyfriend who tend to walk in and make a little noise or make like a guest appearance. Um, As far as technical difficulties, our entire last episode was centered around technical difficulties. (laughs) I think Travis was pretty much a part of the podcast for all of 20 minutes (laughs) because his internet, for whatever reason, and I mean, you're experiencing now, experiencing it now, Connecticut Wi-Fi, for whatever reason, is just wildly unreliable. Uh, Travis's Wi-Fi kept cutting out probably every 10 minutes. And so, Katie's podcast is about two hours. So, for his internet to be cutting out almost every 10, 15 minutes was a little challenging.
0: Yeah, that's another question. Okay. So, so- for Full disclosure: I'm a one man band over here. I'm I'm booking, I'm recording, I'm editing. I'm doing all I'm doing all of it for this podcast, and it can feel like a lot sometimes. Um, I have never had a two hour episode. Katie does that routinely. How much of a bear <laughs> is that to edit? to work through because that seems like it is just potentially a nightmare. Honestly, y'all are lucky that the podcast is usually so entertaining because otherwise that would be a slog to get through.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it's so fun. And once you're talking and once you're recording, the time flies by. Uh, You know, pretty much after every episode, We wrap up and we're like, whoa, (laughs) it is three hours later because we spent a half hour before we even pressed record just talking. And then we spend another like half hour afterwards just talking. So it's um, it's a very long process, but honestly, it's just so fun. And chatting with both Katie and Travis, I mean, they're just so they're so great. And I I know that, you know, people have their own opinions on our dynamic and how we kind of argue with Travis against Katie, and then me always agreeing with Katie. But we have a lot of fun, and the, uh, you know, our dynamic is what we've created, and, and we're really enjoying it. And so, the two hours really flies by as far as editing. Uh, thankfully, we keep time, and so I'll keep a stopwatch going. And anytime there's like an edit point or something, we'll write that down. Uh, Editing the podcast really doesn't take too long. You'd think it does because it's two hours, um, but it really doesn't take too much time if you're just diligent with keeping track of notes, which oftentimes we are not because we're too wrapped up in the conversation. Um, But yeah, I I would say the whole process goes far smoother than you'd think it does.
0: Well, I would say the biggest testament to your podcast is that over two and sometimes even three-hour episodes (laughs) <laughs> um it really does not become labored listening. Like I have I have taken road trips that consist of nothing but a single episode of Sports with Katie Nolan and I was like what a delightful trip that was. Um so honestly just keep up the good work with that. You guys are are doing great stuff over there. And I'm really happy to see that you are having some success over there. Um, you know, don't let Travis drive you too crazy. It's, you know, it's, it seems like maybe he's, he's kind of into that sort of thing. But no, it does. It does seem like as a group, you guys have a, a good dynamic and it really does come through on the podcast and the finished product.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it, it's really fun. And I think it's definitely been a giant learning experience for both Travis and I, because we've we are truly producers. And so, for at least the majority of my career, you know, I went to school thinking that I was going to be the next Aaron Andrews. I was going to be a sideline reporter and I was going to be sideline reporting the Super Bowl one day. And that is awesome. And I respect the crap out of anybody who does it because it is a very hard and challenging uh, career journey. And once I got into, once I graduated and I moved out to LA and I started working in podcasting, you know, my mindset kind of changed, but I really did fall in love with being on air also and getting to connect with people and getting to share, you know, if anybody wants my my advice or is open to my opinion, you know, getting to share my view on things and I mean, really, I just love to help people and I love to listen to the feedback of when people say, you know, hey, when you said that, that really resonated with me. Or when people say, you know, your mental health update on Katie's podcast, like really put things into perspective for me. Things like that are what make me so happy um, because, you know, I, I joke among my friend group that I'm the therapist among our friends where everybody comes to me with their problems um, because not only can I talk everybody's ear off. But uh, but I, li- I just love to help people and I like to make people feel happy. And so Katie's fan base and her group, you know, her community that she's created is so loyal and they're so genuine and they're such great people um, that, you know, Travis and I are, it, it's a learning experience, but I thank them for welcoming us and for sticking through the ups and downs because it is definitely an irreplaceable irreplaceable people to, to replace with Ashley and Jay. And so it's been uh, it's been interesting, but it's been really fun.
0: So before we get you out of here, um, obviously I imagine you would like to promote, uh, sports with Katie Nolan, but is there anything else you would like to, uh, you would like to take care of while we got you?
1: Uh, well, I mean, obviously sports with Katie Nolan comes out every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, you can listen obviously wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at it's me, Christina E um, or on Instagram, just Christina Buswell. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I produce a bunch of other podcasts for ESPN. I produce First Take Her Take. I produce the Adam Schefter podcast, um, Ariel Hawani's MMA show. So I, I've got my hands on a bunch of different things. So if you want to check out any of that stuff, um, you know, by all means, it's a, it's a good time.
0: All right. Well, Christina Buswell, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you, even through all the internet hiccups. I think this is a fun (laughs) conversation and I'd love to do it again sometime. Thank you for sticking with me. No, thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for sticking around through the many internet hiccups, Uh, but this was great. Thank you.
0: Yep. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Thanks so much again to Christina for joining us on this week's episode. I'm really pumped about the next couple of episodes that we have coming up, so make sure to stay subscribed to this feed so you don't miss a thing. I'm serious. Subscribe. Rate. Review. If you're on Twitter, like it. But more importantly, retweet it, because that's what really helps. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and stay well.